All right, off we go on another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, I had the chance to uh, go up to Mount St. Mary's and uh, chat with uh, the women's basketball team, uh, uh, Coach Antoine White and uh, uh, Kendall Brzee, uh, uh, the top player on the team. Uh, she's an Urbana High School graduate. I uh, had a chance to talk with them about their upcoming season. Uh, college basketball season is right around the corner, believe it or not. And I uh, chatted with them about uh, their expectations uh, coming off their Northeast Conference Championship um, last season. And uh, just uh, their, their experience playing in the NCAA tournament. So we'll talk to uh, Coach White and uh, Kendall Brzee in just a few minutes. But prior to that, uh, we'll take our annual swing around Frederick County Sports with uh, John Cannon. John, how are you? Oh, good. Uh, it's uh, CMC Championship Week uh, here for a lot of these sports. Uh, boys soccer, girls soccer, field hockey, volleyball. Volleyball, it doesn't seem like we're going to have a representative. It seems like, like it's going to be a Washington County matchup for the volleyball. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we record this, um, the boys' soccer and the girls' soccer games are uh, a little bit in flux. Um, for girls' soccer, it uh, looks like uh, uh, Brunswick uh, is, will, will, will be in the game out of the Gamble division, and they will play um, whoever comes out of the Ligonore-Tuscarora girls' game on Thursday. Uh, the winner um, would go, obviously, to play Brunswick uh, between uh, Ligonore and Tuscarora. If the game winds up being tied, Ligonor would go um, because um, Ligonor would have the best result because they beat Oakdale uh, earlier in the year in overtime. Tuscarora this week went to Oakdale, and they played to a scoreless draw. So out of the top three teams in the Spires division, Ligonor, Tuscarora, and Oakdale, Ligonor would have the best results if those teams uh, wind up tied, so they would go take on Brunswick. Otherwise, uh, the winner of the game goes to take on Brunswick. And in boys soccer, um, looks to be um, uh, Tuscarora. And then um, are, are we inflexing the gamble a little bit, John? Or Middletown uh, and Walkersville, who play, I want to say, Thursday, tomorrow? That will decide. Okay. Uh, and so the winner of that will take on uh, uh, Tuscarora Correct. in the boys' soccer game. Uh, field hockey uh, uh, looks to be uh, set mm-hmm. um, Urbana uh, versus Walkersville. Mm-hmm. So these CMC championship games are Saturday, I believe, um, at Hood College. Um, so anyone uh, looking to check out the CMC championship games, uh, check them out Saturday throughout the day at Hood. H- how do you think teams – view these CMC championship games, John? I mean, I, I guess they're good tune-ups for the playoffs? Or? Right, well, I covered Tuscarora last night, and they, they got into that game by uh, by beating Oakdale, and their coach was very pleased with that. He said this, you know, this chance for him to play for a championship uh, probably be a decent crowd there, on, you know, on a good stage, a winner-take-all thing, and it's a good way to lead into the playoffs. I, that seems to be the general view. I will say that in the past I've heard some people say, well, it's just kind of a scrimmage. Uh, but that seems to be them. At least I mean, people I talk with, there aren't too many people that actually say that. Yeah, it's, it's not the big title these teams are going out after, but 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 it, it's a nice feather in the cap, um, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, for these teams to say to say that they were the um, conference champs, mm-hmm. and 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 I, and I think it's a meaningful thing for the playoffs, even though it's or for the players, excuse me, even though it's mm-hmm. not the most meaningful thing. Right. So. 
Um, so CMC Championship game, and then the playoffs uh, will we'll get underway in, in, in some sh- way, shape, or form uh, for all uh, of these sports, these fall sports next week. Uh, and, and in a couple of weeks, we'll have the state cross-country championships. And then the week after that, we'll have uh, field hockey and soccer. And then uh, football stretches on um, into December uh, for the teams that make uh, the run all the way to Annapolis to Navy for the state football championship games. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of football, John, we're in week eight of of the regular season. Uh, two weeks to go, um, uh, c- counting Friday's slated games. Uh, looking back on last week, the big result was Ligonor um, uh, turning back Frederick. Um, it was a game that I saw, and uh, Ligonor just looked like the team that had played in a million big games. Frederick looked mm-hmm. like the team that hadn't played in, in, in as many big games. And, and, and I think that experience uh, played huge dividends for, uh, for Leganor last week in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they uh, turned back Frederick 28-14. Uh, to, to 14. Uh, Just too many mistakes for Frederick in that game. And, and, and you can't make mistakes on, on the road uh, uh, to beat Leganor. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw another wild one between uh, Tuscarora and TJ. Uh, you, you seem to bring out the best in those teams uh, <laughs> when you cover those games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the final play from scrimmage, TJ had the ball. It was fourth down. Uh, the game was tied. And they, uh, they had a play. It was an interesting play drawn up. They were in their own territory. I'll say around a 30 or something like that. They had a quarterback, Jaden Pritchard. He's been playing quarterback uh, because Brandon Hilton, their regular quarterback, has been hurt. Pritchard's an athlete, and they had him run, run with the ball. So he, ran, he crossed the line of scrimmage. Okay. So their plan was to throw, have a backwards lateral go across the field. He threw it. Uh, ben Pierce caught it from TJ and raced down the sideline for what seemed to be, at the time, a game-winning touchdown. But uh, it was ruled uh, to be a forward pass, <laughs> So which you can't do, of course, when you're, you're past the line of scrimmage. It's a wild ending. And then Tuscarora comes in, and uh, t- uh, they, they uh, force a fumble on TJ, or excuse me, TJ's first possession, and then they get their first win of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's so, so a really cool moment for Tuscarora because um, we we, none of us were sure that they were going to get a win uh, this year. I'm, I'm sure there were some doubts in, in, inside their own mm-hmm. locker room. So, so, so to, to be able to pull that off and then um, uh, to get one in the win column is is, is, is a big deal for, uh, for those kids. So, especially when you saw them when they thought they lost at the end of regulation, they were sunk because they had been up in the, and they just thought it was over. And then they'd be able to come back and, and get that right. Um, uh, elsewhere, uh, Brunswick Middletown, uh, Middle, Middletown rolled, uh, uh, to a r- rather routine win against Brunswick. I guess none of us were, uh, shocked by that, even though Brunswick's mm-hmm. got a pretty nice, uh, team. They, they, um, it just, it, when you play Middletown, um, you just have to have a lot of depth and, and mm-hmm. Brunswick being a small school doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have that. Right. Uh, Walkersville, um, uh, they, um. Uh, uh, Walkersville. Who, who did they? Catoctin. Uh, 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 yeah, they beat uh, Catoctin last the, week. The thing that surprised me is I want to say Catoctin put up thirty-three points. Is that right? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah right. They, they, they actually scored some points. Catoctin's trying to get off the Schneid uh, uh, themselves, trying to get their first win and avoid mm-hmm. their first winless season um, uh, since the early nineteen seventies. I I, oh. I I believe I looked it up. So so yeah, Walkersville beat uh, Catoctin. It was all inter inter county matchups. And then Oakdale uh, ha- had a pretty nice win uh, over Urbana, and um, that that that's one of the big games. Looking ahead to this week, uh, Oakdale uh, goes to Frederick, and in, in, in what should be a very interesting matchup 
between two teams that are right on that tier, uh, right right below Ligonor. Mm-hmm. So uh, elsewhere this week, a week eight of the football season again. Um, uh, Oakdale and Frederick play. Ligonor uh, plays uh, TJ. Uh, Catoctin will have a tough time getting off uh, off um, off their um, uh, winless uh, mark uh, this week as they uh, go to Middletown. And Urbana uh, faces uh, Tuscarora. Tuscarora trying to make it a winning streak, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, two in a row this week against Urbana. All right, uh, that is your look at Frederick County Sports. And uh, stay tuned because uh, when we come back, uh, we will chat with uh, Coach Antoine White and Kendall Brzee of the Northeast Conference Mount St. Mary's women's basketball team. Stay with us, everyone. The college basketball season is almost upon us, and on November 9th, a little more than two weeks away, the women's basketball team at Mount St. Mary's will open their season in South Orange, New Jersey, against Seton Hall. The Mountaineers come into the season as the defending Northeast Conference champions for the first time in more than a quarter century, and with most of their team coming back, they will be among the favorites to win the conference title again this season. The team does have a new coach who is not so new to the program, and its best player has Frederick County roots. Very pleased to welcome on to the podcast this week, Coach Antoine White and forward Kendall Brzee, the reigning player of the year and defensive player of the year in the Northeast Conference. Kendall is an Urbana High graduate. She led them out in scoring, rebounds, and assists last season while often defending the other team's best player. Welcome to you both. Thanks for being here. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. All right, Coach White, uh, you've been on the staff here for five years prior to this season, uh, taking over this job. Did you get a new office? What were the perks that came along with the new job? Yeah, no, you know, everything pretty much stayed the same. Um, You know, we made a couple adjustments here and there. I had to switch up the the office that I'm now in and uh, made a couple changes in here and made a couple changes in the locker room. So, yeah, you know, tried to uh, try to adjust a little bit, but everything's pretty much the same here at the Mount. Did Did you buy anything new? Did you get anything new to, to commemorate your uh, your new position? A new house. A new house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that's a, new, a significant purchase. Yeah, I got we, uh, my fiance now. I just got engaged over the weekend. So well, congratulations. I, I purchased a ring as well. So yeah, I've been doing a decent yeah, amount of spending lately. It, it, it helps. It helps to get a little raise, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But what does it mean to you to be taking over this program? It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. You know, I started out here six years ago as an intern, and now to be sitting in this chair, it's uh, it's truly a blessing. And I'm I'm very lucky to have the group of players and to have the staff that I have right now. Um, you know, I, I was born and raised in Maryland, so to be here up at the Mount, I have all my family and, and all my close friends 45 minutes to an hour away. So this is, it's, it's really special. It's really special to me. What were your jobs as an intern here? Um, my job as an intern here, I had to work out all the players in July. July is our main recruiting month. Uh, so all the coaches were gone, and it was my job uh, to work out all the players. And we had a very veteran group at the time, and Kayla Bates and uh, Alexis Carter and Caroline Humble. Uh, you know, I, I had to work them out, and they they liked my workouts apparently. And uh, Brian Witten, who was the head coach at the time, and 
uh, you know, the, the players talked to him and they really enjoyed me and my company. So they ended up hiring me as the third assistant that year. And, and, and here you are uh, all, all these years later. Uh, you're, you're, you're the man in charge now. You're, you're running the show. I know. Uh, does it help that most of the team is back? Does that make your transition into this job a little easier? It does. It does. <laughs> you know, I've I got a really good relationship uh, with, with all of our players, you know, Kendall and, and Kayla and Mick and Arne and, you know, all the way down the roster, I've been working out with them. You know, it was my responsibility for the last three years to, you know, really have them, you know, our player development. So I had that one-on-one -on -one time with them a lot. So now that I'm in this head coaching role, uh, it's honestly made my transition pretty smooth. Kendall, what does Coach White bring to the program? A lot, a lot. Intensity, a lot of intensity. He's just a great guy on and off the court. So... He's a big believer in if you have a problem, bring it to someone's front door, and he has a very open door policy. So if we're going head-to-head -head on the court, it's very simple just to walk in here and let him know, and he'll fix it, and we'll fix it. So that's one of the biggest things. And he just puts in so much time. Like, his life literally revolves around us and basketball, and we respect that so much. Um, I always give him a hard time because the past three years I've been here, he's been, like, my, my main man. Like, we worked out all the time together. And this year it's with Coach Dave, but he's awesome. But he just revolves his life around basketball and puts in so much time with us. So that's the biggest thing he brings to us. Do you feel like the wise old veteran on campus now that you've been here uh, three years? I, like, I still don't. I don't know why. I don't think that's ever going to hit me. But I try to fill the role as much as I can, like, on the court. But I don't feel like the wise old veteran, no. Not yeah. yet. Maybe yeah. my body a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the COVID year allowed you to maintain yeah. some uh, eligibility, allowed you to come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk about your decision to come back. If, yeah. if, if there was a new coach here that you were unfamiliar with, would you have come back? Probably not, no. Um, I, even gave, I gave him a little bit of a hard time <laughs> <laughs> coming back here. Yes, she did. Me and, uh, <laughs> me and Keeks made him sweat for a little while, but after finding out he was the head coach and most of my teammates were staying, it was a no-brainer. I'm close to home, love Coach White, love my teammates, and just love, love the area. And same with Tuan, his friends and family are 45 to an hour away, and so are mine. And I'm very close to all my family, so. Yeah, it's nice to have family, friends, yeah. be able to, to come to all the games. You're not a plane ride away or even a long car ride away. You're right up the road. Yeah, it's great because my brother, my brother plays at Clemson. It's hard for, like, my family to get there, and I was like, I didn't want that. So it makes life much easier, just a 40-minute ride up the road. Right. Uh, so you had a great high school career at mm -hmm. Urbana. Uh, you went to you went to GW George Washington yeah. to, to start for whatever mm -hmm. reason it wasn't the right fit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you decided to transfer here. Yes. Just, how has that decision impacted your life? God, in so many ways. Um, I didn't think I wanted to give basketball another chance after I left my sophomore year, just because of like just thinking I wasn't good enough at the time. And then I got here, and at first it was a little rocky because I had to sit out. So just kind of gaining my confidence through the year out. Um, my first year of eligibility, having Tuan by my side just helped a lot and getting my confidence back and getting to be in college for six years, getting free education and playing the sport I love. I mean, that transfer was the best decision I've ever made in my life thus far. So. Right. Now, the COVID year, was it was it weird? Was it strange? I mean, you were playing in empty arenas. I mean, yeah, like it was, just, what was that year like? Last year was definitely very difficult just being, you know, a college student pretty much being stuck in your room all year long, not being able to see your family even when, for me, they were only 45 minutes away for holidays or anything. But as a team, we really grew, so it was great for us as a team, and we, we ended the year with a win. So although it was a weird year, I mean, it was one of the best years I could have asked for. 
Uh, of course, you guys have this great accomplishment yeah. in, in, in the COVID year when people can't at home, right? Can't see you play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did the, did the just the weirdness of the year did that take any shine off your accomplishment in, in, in any way, shape, or form? Or? No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, no. Right. What what was it like to go to San Antonio and and, and play Maryland in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that's a once in a lifetime experience. So it was just an amazing opportunity that we were able to go, and I was able to do it with some of my best friends. Um, just that not many people get to experience that. So the fact that I was able to do it with this school and this team meant the world to me. Yeah, Coach White, you you mentioned you are from Maryland. You, you played your high school ball at uh, Whitman, right? Uh, Walt Whitman High School. Yep. And then uh, you went to college. Uh, you went to uh, uh, Southern Vermont College. And I believe your coach at Southern Vermont was, was it not Dan uh, Engelstad? That's correct. Who's the men's coach here. Yep. Uh, what was Dan like as a coach? Was he, uh, um, <laughs> what, 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 what type of coach was he? I, I, I joke with him a lot and say uh, ever since he got to the mount, he got a little bit softer on his really? players. Really? How so? Um, I'm not going to go into great detail, but, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun playing for Coach Dan. Coach Dan and I go back uh, to our Whitman days. He was, uh, when he was a senior, I was a, a, uh, in eighth grade, and we would play pickup together, and we would work out together in the summers. And then he started to coach uh, in summer league. You know, he was coaching our varsity team. So our relationship just grew throughout the years. And uh, I needed an opportunity to go back and get my degree. And he got the head coaching job at Southern Vermont College. And I took a visit up there. And it, it's exactly what I needed at that time in my life, something slow. And um, I got my degree. I was able to play for three years. And Took one of the worst D3 programs in the country and, and made it to probably one, you know, top 100 in the country. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed playing for Coach Dan. What did you know about Vermont prior to going there? Skiing and it's cold. That was it. Yeah, and, but, 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 you, but you signed up for it anyway. I signed up for it. You know, at, at the time I was 24 and uh, I was a knucklehead and I was running around and, you know, I, I needed to go back and get my degree. I was doing some youth coaching and I was JV head coach at, at Walt Whitman High School at the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who were around me thought, you know, I, I could really do this at a high level. And uh, Dan heard about that and he knew I couldn't go to that next level and coach at the college level if I didn't have my degree. So uh, I owe a lot to Coach Dan. He, he really helped me out and he helped me get in this position. He's the one that set me up with this intern here at the Mount. Yeah, I was going to say, I imagine he was instrumental in, in, in bringing you here to Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. He, he made the, the call to K-Rob and uh, you know, the yeah, call Kevin to Robinson, yeah, cor right, yeah. correct. Uh, the call to, to Brian Witten and uh, they got me signed up here to be an intern and, and the rest is history. Right. So you did you grow up in Bethesda? I did. You did. I did. Okay. So you're going to Vermont. You don't know anything about Vermont. It's cold. It's skiing. You're coming to little Emmitsburg, Maryland. I mean, <laughs> uh, you're willing to take some chances uh, in, in your career. Right? Yeah. You know, Bennington, Vermont uh, prepared me for Emmitsburg. It's, it's very similar. And, you know, it's a small town and family like atmosphere, which which I like. I enjoy is good for me. You know, I, I used to hang out in D.C. all the time and those days are long gone. So, you know, the small towns to me is it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, what were your first impressions of these places? And did you ever think, like, this is not going to work? This is not the place for me? No, I didn't really cross my mind because I, I knew I was there to get my degree. I knew I was there to play basketball and uh, to, to help flip around a, a D3 program that, that desperately needed some help at the time. So, you know, the small town stuff, that doesn't bother me whatsoever. I, I enjoy it. Again, it's, it's
it's a family-like atmosphere. Everyone knows each other in the town, so uh, it didn't bother me whatsoever. What, what type of college player were you? Were you as good as Kendall? <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Not okay. even close. You, you weren't the player of the year in your my, conference? My job was simple. It was to run the offense, <laughs> play good defense, and, yeah, I was, I was that glue guy. You know, I, I just played with a lot of intensity, and, uh, yeah, I was just kind of the old guy on staff running around and, you know, so, so you were a, you were a guard or I was a guard. I played yeah. point guard, and you know I was the uh, I, our school no longer exists actually. So Vermont College closed down. I think two <laughs> what, years what, what, ago. What, what happened is that because you and Dan left, or yeah, or pretty much. <laughs> Dan yeah. and a couple other uh, key coaches left, and they were bringing in a lot of. They're bringing a lot of student athletes, and when those guys left, it, the school kind of fell apart. <laughs> how, did, how did you and Dan react to that? That's not good news. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked. But I was able to go up there for the last graduation. A couple of guys uh, that I used to play with uh, my senior year who were freshmen at the time, I uh, got to go up there and, and watch them graduate and walk across the stage, which was pretty cool for me to see. Right. Now, you were a guard. Kendall's sort of a guard forward. I mean, she does a lot. She ha handles the ball. A lot. Right. I mean, uh, you you uh, grew up sort of being a guard type player, even though you were you were a tall, Kendall. Yeah. 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 Just I guess whatever Tuan wants me to do. He's <laughs> trying to get me to handle the ball more. I'm kind of against it, but I've been trying to work on my handle so I can play more like one through three, one through four. How how, how good is your handle right now? It's getting better, is, right? Is, is it better? Well, I mean, you, you, you had you had like a hundred assists last year, so, yeah. so, so you have so you had to be be be, be handling it and, and and being able to pass. Is that something you're looking to do more of? Uh, you're you're looking for more guard like qualities? Yeah, from, from Kendall this season, coach. Yeah, or? you know, Kendall's so dynamic. She can, you know, you read all her stats uh, a little bit ago, and she can affect the game in so many different ways and. She is so unselfish and almost too, you know, it's almost sometimes a bad thing because, you know, she can go score the basketball. Uh, but, you know, she's so unselfish. And I want to take advantage of that. You know, she's a bigger guard. She can handle the ball. She can see over the defense, especially in our non-conference schedule. We're going to be playing some big, long athletic teams. So for me to be able to put Kendall at the point guard position to put Kayla Agatovich and Arne Taylor at that point guard position is is key for us. And Kendall's going to drive that a lot. And she's, you know, <laughs> she's got to work on some things like pocket passes uh. and Stop trying to throw over the defense, but that's why we practice. You know, yeah, we're getting you're, you're there. You're groaning over there. I come in here, you know, just to have a nice little conversation with my coach, and we're sitting down for like five minutes, a little bit quiet. I don't know. You need to work on your pocket passes, girl. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got you. But we're it's a work in progress, but everything is, so they're getting there. How long did it take for you guys to develop this banter, this, this good-natured uh, relationship that you have? Uh, not too long. No, we, we're <laughs> right. very similar, so right. our personalities. So how long before you guys were busting each other's chops and stuff like that? A, a week, two weeks, um, what, what, mm. what, what, less than that? Or, I, I think um, it was, you know, like she obviously had to sit out her first year here, and uh, I, w I would jump into practice sometimes and jump into drills, and I think one day we were, uh, we were, we were doing a drill, and, and her and I were guarding each other, and Next thing you know, it just got pretty intense in the gym, and she really? was going at me, and I was going at her. And ever since that moment, it was just kind of took yeah. off. And you know, we like to talk trash, and you know, we go at it, and it's it's all out of love, though. Yeah. It's all out of love. Uh, Ken Kendall is is very competitive, and so am I. So neither one of us likes to lose, and that's where that 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 intensity comes from. It comes, <laughs> no, it gets to the point where he jumps in like for pickup sometimes during the summer, like when we're just playing around, like joking around. 
he'll come up with new rules every <laughs> every game just to make sure that he's in the right. Just to make sure I can't say, like listen to this rule. You can't say and one unless it's actually a foul and you make the basket. Because that's all I used to say. And one. <laughs> but he didn't like that. Ah. So now it's the rule we can't say and one. Right. Is your, is your is your relationship unique uh, with, with Kendall, or is there a rebuttal to that? <laughs> no, no, oh, yes, please. Feel like on a game please, show please, right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> she likes to finesse the oh. rules. She will finesse the rules uh. to her favor for mm-hmm. her team. Well, and again, she doesn't like to lose. You're so saying she's trying to get she's trying to get foul calls. Or, yeah, you yeah. know, she she'll she'll listen to what the rules are and she'll she'll poke a hole in it and she'll <laughs> finesse it. And again, it's it's all because she's really competitive and and she wants to win. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting into it a little bit. Right. I, I presume you have good relations with all your players. Is yours, Are you closer with Kendall than you are your other players? Is your relationship unique, or do you try and be this way with, with, with no, all your No, I, I yeah. try to be this way with all my players. And some of them I have, uh, you know, I have a little bit better relationship with. And some of them, you know, they want to stay close to themselves, and, you know, they, they really don't want to share too much or – uh, whatever the case may be, and I don't try to pry too much. You know, I just, if that's how they are and that's their personality, you know, I still joke and, and have fun with them. And if they need some advice or they share something with me and they need some help, then they know that I'm here. Uh, but Kendall and Arne and Keeks and Mick and, you know, even Tess now and, you know, Hunt, like I, I have a really good relationship with my players and, you know, I, I think what helps me out is I'm young. I'm 32 years old, you know, so I, I can relate to them a little bit. Right. Yeah. When did you know you wanted to be a coach? Um, probably when I was around the age of 19, 20. Uh, that's right when I dropped out of school. I, w- I was in junior college and I dropped out. Um, why, and then why, I, why, why'd you drop out? I had a really bad knee injury. I tore my ACL meniscus and uh, the the program I was playing for at the time kind of fell apart the head coach left um this is the way I'm noticing a pattern here like you, you you're at a program you leave and then the the, the, the place <laughs> sort of falls apart I uh-huh. mean you are you are the glue guy I, uh, I guess good, so. good coach why do you keep you keep things held together at these places yeah no I, I, <laughs> yeah. I pride myself on that and yeah, just when I dropped out, I, I got into youth coaching. And, you know, like I said, I was coaching my, my high school team. And I just really enjoyed coaching and, and making that connection with my players and, uh, you know, enjoy doing stuff like this. This is my first time doing podcasts and whatnot. But, like, I enjoy this this kind of stuff. And, yeah, I think for me it's it's all about just building those relationships with my players. Right, so you drop out of school, then Coach Dan comes to the rescue? or Pretty much. Uh, yeah, right. Pretty yeah. much. What, what, what did you take from uh, Dan, his coaching, the way he worked with his players? What, what, what did you take from him, or what did you learn from him? Yeah, the same kind of relationship that Kendall and I have, it's, it's like that with Dan and I. You know, uh, Dan and I have been really, really close over the years, and so close to the point where I, I've just moved pretty much right next to him. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like it's, it's 10 like houses I, away from him. I can't get away from this guy, right? Yeah, yeah seriously. Right. But when, when I played for Dan, he, he had that same kind of relationship with all of his players. You know, we, we like to say a player's coach. You hear that a lot. 
Uh, but and, and that's what Dane is. Um, and I know he has that same relationship with all of his guys right now. And, um, you know, it's just some, that's what I took from him. I took a lot of good things from Dane, but that's one thing I really took from coaches. Uh, you know, if you can preach about it and you can talk about it all day, but if you don't back it up, then uh, the players the players see through that. <laughs> what, what's the dynamic, what's the relationship like between the men's team and the women's team here, given that you and Dan are so close? Like, you guys made the tournament last year, but they did too. Sure. Now, if they didn't, would you guys have let them hear the end of it, Kendall, if you guys were in the tournament and, 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 and they didn't make it? No, I don't think so. I feel like something like that is, I want to say, like a touchy subject because when you make it all the way to playoffs and you don't go all the way, it's definitely hard to look back and be like, I right. should have done this, this, and this better. So something like that I don't think we would have let drag on too long. But we have a good relationship with the guys' team. We're always praying for their success, and I think vice versa as well. Right. Uh, getting the chance to play Maryland uh, in, in, in the tournament. You go all the way to San, San yeah. Antonio and you play a team that's right down the road. Uh, yeah. What was that experience like? Honestly, we were pretty lucky for the COVID year, like in that sense, just because if we were just to play Maryland in a regular NCAA tournament, we would just drive right up the street and play them because we were the number 15 seed and they were the number two seed. So you would just go right, right to their school. So being able to just to play Maryland, we didn't get to play them during the year because of COVID. So we were bound to play them at some point, but the point that we got the whole NCAA experience was great. Yeah, I mean, what was the trip like? What was San Antonio like? You guys weren't yeah, traveling a lot last year. Your, your travel was restricted, right? Yeah, it was. Ki yeah, kind of. We played mostly like in conference. We didn't get to see a lot of out of conference schools right. like out of state. But hey, had you been on a plane or a bus before that trip? I mean, yeah, I'm not, not. I'm not talking like ever, oh. but, but I'm talking like. Just, uh, yeah, like we got on a bus, but it was like completely different. So usually like we would have like rest stops or like where you could stop halfway, like go to the restroom, like go get food, yada, yada, yada. Like this year you couldn't do that. You couldn't get off the bus. You had to have masks the whole entire time on the bus. For San Antonio, like it was great being there, but like you were pretty much like stuck to your room the whole entire time just because yeah, of I was gonna say, COVID, obviously. Yeah, you were on lockdown. <laughs> right, um, right. Couldn't so really, see anyone. You couldn't really enjoy the city at all. You it? had like a pathway that you were given like that you were able to follow but like you were on very close watch so like any step like outside I guess you could have been like eliminated is yeah, what we, we were had, told. We had like a GPS tracker yeah. onto yeah, us. Yeah because yeah a team was I know on the men's <laughs> yeah. were any women's teams knocked out no. due to COVID? No, no no no. Because there was a there was a men's tournament game lost due to, due to COVID. Women so, tend to yeah. follow rules better so that <laughs> doesn't you, surprise you, me. You, you think so? Yes <laughs> yes I do. <laughs> um, but no it was just a great experience. Well, was that a bummer though? You couldn't see the city? I mean you travel all this way and you couldn't really go anywhere? No I mean it wasn't a yeah. it wasn't a vacation it was a business trip I still. I was say yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, it wasn't a bummer. We knew what we were going for. It was just a cool experience, like I've said before. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so you were you scouted the opposing teams, uh, right? Co Coach right for Coach uh, Marcusano, um, uh, the your your uh, predecessor in, in the job, and you and you ran the defense. Correct. Correct. Right. Was that? I mean, what, what what did that job involve? Running the defense. <laughs> yeah. So the the way we do our scouts here at the Mount is not your traditional way. So we have an offensive coordinator, and that was Coach Maria. I was a defensive coordinator, and then you had uh, Julie and Kelsey working on blob slobs um, and personnel. So we break blob it up. Blob slobs, is it? So, uh, yeah, name. Name. <laughs> I know who's that. So out of bounds plays <laughs> yeah. and sideline yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, 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 I like blobs and slobs better. So. I was about to um, give you a little nudge. <laughs> so that's how we break it up here, and we, and we do that for a couple different reasons. Um, 
but yeah, that was my responsibility for the last two to three years was to be the defensive coordinator and, and take a really talented offensive-minded group, right, and, and turn them into a defensive team. And Coach Maria and I had a conversation, I think it was about two years ago, uh, that we had we had to get more stops. We knew we could score with the best of them, but if we couldn't get consecutive stops and then rebound the basketball, it didn't matter because that's what we were struggling with three years ago. We would score, but then we're giving up points on the other end. So uh, that was my responsibility, and, and, and now I'm on the other side. Now I'm the offensive coordinator. I was going to say, how, that, that, you're leading into my question perfectly. I was going to yeah. ask, how has your job changed? We're here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's helped me. It's helped me to be uh, a good offensive coach uh, because for the last three years, my job was to shut down and slow down every single offense. And we saw it all from, you know, a lot of ball screens and in motion offense and ISO and dribble drive offense. So I've seen it all and I've studied all these offense. So now I was able to take all this stuff that I've seen over the years and I have all this film on it. Now I can take it and make my own system, uh, which which has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed moving to that side of the ball and I still have my hands on, on the defense as right. well. <laughs> how, how much of the staff remained intact? So Kelsey stayed on staff and Coach Julie stayed on staff as okay. well. Uh, and then we brought in Coach Dave from Sacred Heart, who's been a huge help uh, in a lot of different categories for us. And then we hired um, Maggie Tien, who is our director of operations, a uh, young, bright uh, young lady who, who's going to be a really coach in this, a really good coach in this profession one day. Uh, and, and for me, it was really important to keep Coach Julie and Coach Kels on staff because we talked about my relationship with the girls. They have a really good relationship with all of our players. So it's not just me. Um, so it was really important for me to keep those two on, on staff. Yeah, again, it's nice that you have the continuity uh, between last year and this year. It's not a completely – uh, re it's not a total reset, and you're not starting completely over. So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Right. Coach right. Julie does a great job behind the scenes, and, and Kels, uh, she's really talented when it comes to the player development. So it, it was important for right. us to keep those two. Defense takes work. You can't just show up and, and, and play defense, Kendall. So how much pride did you take in being named the Defensive Player of the Year in the conference last year? Uh, a lot. I mean, I owe a lot of it to Tuan. He took – a lot of pride in his defense and it was a every day every night type of thing for him and he was he's a very much so a perfectionist especially when it came to defense so if you made one little mistake you would know about it um so I think I just got tired of hearing him yell at me and I <laughs> yeah, uh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and I really uh tried to lock in but I mean that I think a lot of like me getting the defensive player of the year like came from like rebounds and steals and stats but like our five or eight or however many players we had on the team are playing at a game like all locked into defense. Like Kayla Agintovich most of the time was guarding the, the best player on the team. I usually wasn't. And she just did like a lot of the little things. She hustled. She shut down the best player. And we had Rebecca Lee that could have very easily got defensive player of the year. So, I mean. Arne plays pretty good defense. Amazing too, right? defense. Yeah. yeah. All. <laughs> Tuan just shook his head, nay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, Arne well, plays. Yeah. And Michaela. Honestly, we just have a very good defensive team. Um, we're athletic, and we just work. I think for the most part, we work very hard. But yes, Arne plays when she is locked in. She will lock someone down. That's the key. Like, when Arne Taylor is locked yes, in. she will lock anyone she down. Will lock it's a not lot even of close. Down. Yeah, per she is a great defender. Yeah, perfect segue into my next question: Is, is, <laughs> is defense, Coach White, is, is it a tough sell for college players who largely want to come to college and and, and, and score the ball? I mean, is is Playing defense, is that a tough sell for, for a lot of these players? It is, it is, because in, in today's game, just 
at any level and on, on you know the women's side and on the men's side everybody wants to shoot the three ball and, and put up a lot of points and I just try to preach to them listen offense becomes a lot easier when you're getting stops you know and, and we can get out and fast break and play some good transition basketball when we're locked into the defense um, and guess what you're not going to shoot the ball well every single night you know that that comes and goes and for whatever reason but Defenses just want to, you know, and, and that's what we preach first is you just play hard on that side of the floor and us coaches will coach you up and, you know, we'll have schemes, schemes and concepts for you, but just play hard and, and you're going to help yourself out a lot. And I think we have a group now who really, really locks into that. And you saw that last year. This group had some really, really impressive performance on, on that side of the court. Um, so, yeah, that's something we're still preaching, and, and hopefully we can take it to another right. level. But when you're the defensive coordinator for a program, aren't you sort of like the bad cop? Like you're the guy that shows up and says, hey, guys, you have to do – I know you want to have all this fun and, and, and score and everything, but you, have, but you have to do this too. Yeah, and, and, and for that reason, I try to think out of the box, you know, how we defend certain actions. You know, we ice ball screens, which you don't see a lot on the women's side of the game. You see that a lot on the men's side and you see that a lot in the NBA we started that about two three years ago and I think they really enjoyed that because it was something that no one has seen they haven't seen you know ice and ball screens so I try to think out of the box and bring some new concepts to the table and I think that gets them excited about playing defense right were you a good defensive player I was you were I was. Yeah. that's that's something mm -hmm. that uh you know I, I wasn't the best skill player I, I was an average skill player uh, but defense, I, I would, I take a lot of pride. I, you know, was, if you were on that island with me, you had a long night. It sounds like Kendall's been on that island and practiced a couple of times. She yeah. had the long <laughs> night, not me. It was him. You, you, you had the long day. Yeah, not me. Oh, yeah. Okay. He fouled out actually last time I checked. <laughs> you guys call fouls? Is, uh, uh, oh, or, here or, we go. Or, or is it no holds barred during practice? Yeah, it's, oh, practice. it's, yeah. We try a little, little balance, a little yeah, balance. Right. So some days, you know, we'll, we'll call it uh, pretty close, and then some days we'll just let it go, you know. Cause does, does Coach White foul you when he plays uh, defense? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't call the foul because I know I'll hear something. <laughs> you, oh, you don't call it? No, no, no. Right. We let him have it. Right. No, no comment. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, here's your chance, here's your chance to, to rebut that, Chris. Uh, so. <laughs> Is, is there pressure that comes along with the expectations this season? I mean, most of your team is back. You guys are the uh, returning champs. Uh, does that bring a little pressure um, to, to the games this season? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have a bullseye on our back, and that's in conference and out of conference. Uh, people understand where this program is at right now, and uh, that's something we don't shy away from, you know. And uh, is there is there some pressure there? Yeah, for sure, and it's more from the outside than with in-house. Um, you know, there's, there's certain goals and things that we want to accomplish, but for us right now, it's all about just coming into practice every day and just compete, you know, just compete against each other. We have a black team, and then we got a white team, and, and you're on your team for that day, and you're going to go at it, you know, and that's what we're preaching right now, and uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to our practice squad. We have a really good practice team. I'm super impressed with them. They're long. They're athletic. They can shoot the basketball. And a month ago, they didn't know – they knew very little about the game of basketball. And I give Coach Kelsey and Coach Dave a lot of credit. They've done a really good job of coaching up our practice squad. So we compete against them every single day, and they're making us really, really good. You know, Kayla was in here the other day, and she said, Tom, I can't get my shot off. 
So that's good. You, well, you got to learn because it's going to be the same thing against Seton Hall and against Clemson and against Howard. And, you know, so it's it's good for us. It is good. Right. Has this transition to being an offensive coach to being the offensive coordinator has that been uh, an adjustment for you? I mean, your your roots are, are on the defensive side of the uh, side of the court. Has that been a uh, big adjustment for you being, yeah. being the offensive coordinator. Sometimes I find myself concentrating too much on the offense, and I'm like, wait a second, you know, we, we have to be a defensive team first, you know. So I have to remind myself of that from time to time. Uh, the adjustment itself uh, it wasn't hard at all. Um, so, yeah, just from time to time, I, I have to do a good job of just saying, hey, Tuan, you know, I got to stay true to, to what we are, and that's we have to be a defensive team first. Yeah, but be honest, though, you didn't want to give up the defense. I, mean, I did not. I, right. <laughs> so, so why did you? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to, in a selfish way, kind of challenge myself, you know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, I got to work on my craft and become just a better overall coach. I don't want to be – just a defensive coach you know I, I want to be well-rounded and my player development and, and defense and offense and you know when it comes to our blobs and our slobs and press like I get blobs and slobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. um, I'm gonna work that into a few articles <laughs> this yeah. you know so just I, I really want to be a well-rounded coach and that was that was a big reason why I wanted to go to that side of the court right uh, Kendall what sort of goals have you guys set for yourself uh, this season just compete every game. Um, we know we have a very tough out-of-conference schedule, and we're not going in there just to get blown away or just do that. We're there to compete every single game and be the best version of ourselves. I think that's our main goal. Right. I noticed on the out-of-conference schedule there's a game at Clemson yeah. <laughs> on uh, November uh, 28th. Yeah. And uh, for those that don't know, Kendall's younger brother, Brian, uh, was the number one high school recruit in the country uh, for football. He's on the defensive line. He went to Clemson and had an awesome freshman year. Mm -hmm. How, how's, how's Brian doing? I understand he was – hurt or yeah, he's injured? Yeah, he unfortunately just tore his ACL, so he's out for the remainder of the season, but he'll be back next year. How's he How's he coping uh, with it? Uh, definitely a little little hard, but it's his first time out of football in however many years, so it's hard for any athlete, but he has a great support system, and he'll be home this weekend, so it's good. He'll right. get there a day at a time. So, so, so will, will he be at the Clemson game? He will uh, be, right. yes. I'm making him wear a mount shirt. Uh, ah, mm. how, how will that go over? I don't know if it's going to go over too right. good, but I was like, you have a sister on the team. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know being as competitive as you are, I'm yeah. sure, sure there will be some trash talk heading into that Clemson I'm, mount. I'm right. sure there will. There's always something between me and him. We, yeah, we <laughs> go at it. We go at it quite a bit. Right. Um, just, just what are you looking forward to the most about getting started here, Coach? Yeah, it's just, you know, me – uh, being in this position, uh, you know, and, and having a talent team to work with, it's just, it's exciting, you know, and, and you know, starting out here as an intern and, and seeing where the program was to where it is now, and for me to be a part of that for the last six years, uh, it means a lot to me, and now it's my job to sustain it. You know, Coach Maria did an excellent job of uh, putting this program on the map and, uh, you know, getting our roster to where we can compete for an NEC uh, title year in and year out. And, again, it's my job to sustain that. And uh, I'm excited for that opportunity, and I'm going to work extremely hard to, to continue this success. Do you ever stop and uh, just look over your shoulder and say, man, I've come a pretty long way here? No, not really. I, you don't I mean, have time to do that, right? No, I yeah. don't. They, they keep me pretty busy, yeah. you know. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, just in the car and kind of thinking about everything. And she'll tell you this, I'm an emotional guy, and I'm getting emotional right now just <laughs> thinking about it. But outside of that one time in my car by myself, um, no, I just I, I keep moving forward. You know, I, I like to say this, and I preach this to our players all the time, 
take it one day at a time and I can't, you know, dwell on what happened in the past and I don't know what the future has hold for us. So we just live in the moment and, you know, be thankful for this great opportunity. When you signed up to be an intern here, though, did you, I mean, I, you knew you wanted to be a coach somewhere. Did you think it would be here? I did not. I did not. But from day one, ever since I got into coaching when I was 19, I, I knew I wanted to run my own program. So that's what I worked so hard to do. And, you know, the hard work paid off, paid off. And, you know, it's just time to keep it rolling. Right. What, what are you looking forward to the most, Kendall? I think just like a new start. Uh, Tuan is big on harping on, you know, it was a great year last year and we should be proud of it, but it's in the past now and we have a big bullseye on our back like he talked about. So just going into every game with the new star and just trying to be, like I said, the best versions of ourselves and doing it with pretty much the same team as last year and new coach. Torn. Right. Yeah. Has the preseason poll come out? I'm looking over at mm -hmm. Matt. Um, it'll uh, be out next week. It'll be out next week. And do you guys pay attention to any of that stuff or, or not really? Yeah. No, it doesn't right. mean anything. Right, yeah. Uh, you, you, you smiled when you said that. Is, is that something the coach uh, programmed into you? Or, no. Or no? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Just got to worry about ourselves. It's right. all about in-house. Right. Yep. And the key to, to a successful season will be what? Focusing on what we need to do. Worrying about ourselves, and that's it. Making ourselves the best version of each other. Right. Uh, key to the successful season will be what? Just coach take what? care of in-house. Mm -hmm. You know, just take care of in-house, and uh, we have to – we're gonna have some really good days, and we're gonna have some really bad ones, and we're gonna have some some days in between. And uh, I think it's just so important for us that we continue to work on our team chemistry. Uh, we got a couple new faces on the team with Tess and and some of our freshmen, so uh, there's a new dynamic there. So I think for us, it's just important that we continue to compete and battle, and you know, be there for one uh, for each other. And I, I think as long as we do that, uh, we'll go out and, and we'll have a really good. Uh, fun season. And before we wrap up here, what does the rest of the league look like? Like, who, who, who's going to be good? Uh, who, who's who's going to be pushing you guys this season? Yeah, it looks like to me that uh, everyone in the NEC went out and got some transfers. Um, I know Brooklyn, St. Francis, Brooklyn went out and got some some pretty good transfers. I know FDU got one or two uh, some some solid transfers. So um, I'm not sure what kind of freshmen they brought in, and, and to be honest, I'm not too concerned about what the rest of the conference is doing. Uh, for me, it's all about the mount and and making sure I get my players uh, ready to compete at, at a really high level. So. Uh, you know, we, we opened up at FDU and Wagner. The NEC gave us a nice uh, little road trip to, to open up the, the conference schedule. And I'm excited for that. You know, it's going to be the same for us. We're going to show up. We're going to play hard. We're going to compete. And, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. It'll be nice to have fans this season, right, Kendall? So maybe the next time you raise a trophy, there will be people to ce celebrate with, Hopefully, right? yeah. yeah. That, hopefully, if everything stays on the up and up. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I was talking to the sports information staff before we before we started here, and the transfer portal is so jammed up these days. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it seems like you have to recruit your own team every year, just just across the country. Has coaching changed that much, even in the six years that you've been doing the, been doing this? It, it has, it has. the The portal is it, it's packed. <laughs> you know, it's right. packed, and uh, honestly, there's pros and cons to it. There, well, well, what are the pros? The pros, the you yeah. can you can change your pro program like that. You know, you can go out and get two or three really good transfers, and you could be in the middle of the pack in your conference. And if you get the right transfers, like a Kendall Breezy and and what we believe, like Tess from Towson University, uh, you can really flip your program around pretty quick.
And, you know, the, the negative part is you can lose some key players as well. Uh, so the, the portal, I think, is good for the game of basketball. Is it, yeah, is it a problem? Is it a good thing, bad thing? You don't know? Or, no. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think time will tell. But, you know, right now I think we've – we kind of benefit from it, so I'm a fan of it. Right, right, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you get players like Kendall uh, exactly. to come in. Is there anything that could be done about it? I mean, people that don't like it, is there anything that could be done, or is this just uh, the new way of life? I, I think this train has started, and it's going to be pretty hard to stop. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So, well, I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been it's been fun chatting with you. I look forward to seeing the season get started, and then wish you the best of luck this year. Absolutely. So, thank, thank you. you. All right, uh, my thanks to uh, Kendall and uh, Coach White, uh, to John Cannon uh, for coming on and talking about Frederick County Sports earlier, and to Graham Cullen for producing. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you right back here next week on the Final Score Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.